Good the try again. There we go. That time it worked. Okay. Uh, welcome to the Law Slowdown Book Podcast number three with your host, Clint Justin. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, I don't know why I did that intro. Um, <laughs> you just had a precedent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! There's some pattern we have to follow now because we did that. <laughs> every uh, yeah. third podcast, or like uh, every prime number podcast. Oh no! Um, oh no! Oh no! I forget which one I was listening to. I want to say it was. It was like it was like towards the middle of season three, like maybe. Um, Maybe it was the man from Tallahassee, or maybe it was like uh, uh, the bird one, um, Par Avion, or or. Uh, but it was one of those where, like, it was the first time I did a scene by scene, you know, uh, yeah, um, description. Like you had done them all before that. I mean, we didn't always do that, but when we did it, you were doing it, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i did it for the first time and like it was so awkward i was like okay so we start our show and uh luck's there and uh how do you do this <laughs> i don't know how to do yeah, this i remember it was like it was very i don't yeah, know how do you read your notes that you wrote <laughs> yeah i just I, I mean i think i probably got better at it over time but yeah yeah i'm just That's an art. I, the hosting thing is is still something i'm not like comfortable with anyway um what was i gonna say so uh so i think something that um i think something that would be good uh for the book would be um prophecies unfulfilled i don't know if that's the right word Hmm. um because you know broken promises let's call it broken promises sure (laughs) sure um you know like um i think like I think like every show has this um, to some extent. Um, really, like, because I I've definitely seen versions of this in other shows, um, but uh, uh, you know, basically the idea is that like uh, at a certain point, right? And you know, like the context that I'm talking about here is a flash forward. You know, so the flash forwards you know, they were told kind of out of order and, you know, we hadn't caught up to him yet. Right. So the flash forwards like implied that certain story elements were going to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's actually the specific one that made me think about this. Uh, And, you know, I'll get to that in a second, but, you know, there's also the simpler ones where it's just like, they have some lines that kind of imply that the story's going to go in a certain direction. You know, probably like the most infamous one that comes to mind is like, how long do you think it takes to train an army? Yeah, exactly. Oh man, yep, same thing. <laughs> I haven't know, thought about like... that army in 20 years, but yeah, when you were like, <laughs> the number one unfulfilled, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah wow. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, there's a clear implication that the story is going to go in a certain direction and then like nothing. Right. Um, yeah. A lot of times it was at the end, you know, even, uh, you know, when Echo dies and that whole, he said, we're next, you know, like <laughs> that was some bullshit. Like nothing happened with that really. Um, and then like, if anything goes wrong, Desmond Hume will be my constant, you know, like that, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like they did they did nothing with that you know 
Um, and he said you're not. Uh, that's a, but hold on. Let me write these down. But because um, these are these are yeah. This is a total section <laughs> that needs to happen. Um, he said, wait, wait, he said you're we're next or you're he next? said we he said he said we're next and and we had a long conversation about that because it, <laughs> yeah. you know it's like it was a dramatic problem like and they actually talked about it on the official podcast i even looked up the 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 transcript on it because i was nice. thinking about it uh when i was listening to those podcasts and like they actually had a discussion where they explained in their own way, which is always like a bit jokey and a bit vague, that like basically like they were like, no, he didn't literally say we're next, but but like, you know, he said you're next, but he meant the plural you. And then like, and then like, so it's like if Locke turns around, you know, and it's it's Desmond he says, and like I'm next. <laughs> Paulo there, and he says, Yeah, either way, if he goes, he said you're next, Desmond's like, me? Like, what? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and it's like, it's like confusing, you know? So he's like, yeah. we didn't want to have him literally say the thing that Echo said. So he just kind of interpreted it as like, he meant the plural as in all of you. So that's why he says yeah. we're next, even though he didn't literally say we're next. So anyway. You sure Echo didn't say y'all next? Y'all next. <laughs> <laughs> what did what could he say y'all next? <laughs> y'all next. <laughs> see you know that's the thing right like like in romance languages probably in other languages too like they have an actual separate pronoun for a plural you you know so you can actually tell if someone is addressing a group you know of yous based on or, or a single you like based on the pronoun you know i mean there's also the formal thing but like um you know, we don't have that except for y'all, you know? And I think, I think in, uh, yeah. I want to say it's like Pittsburgh or something. They have like yins. Yins. <laughs> yins. Yeah. I heard about yins and I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it was true. But apparently yins. Yins. Uh, so yeah, like, like it feels like that's a gap in the language, you know, like there is a distinction mm -hmm. there that matters sometimes. And in a line like that, it really comes out because in a way, like it could have made more sense if he said to lock your next, you know, um, yep. you know, you specifically, you know, and they could have even said if they wanted to like, oh, he was wrong. Like, like he thought echo meant all of them, but he actually, actually meant lock, you know? Uh, but they, I mean, they didn't even really say that they never even mentioned it again, which is why it's, you know, in the broken promises, um, section basically. Yeah. Um, what was the first, what was the first one you mentioned? How long would it take to train an army? was the first. No, one. You, you mentioned one before that. Uh, the one you started with, you were talking about the flash oh, sideways. And we I didn't actually of... get to the one I started with, but another one I mentioned was, <laughs> um, uh, if anything goes wrong, Desmond Hume will be my constant. Oh, okay. Um, that's another one from, from season four. I guess nothing went wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I was really trying to work it, you know, at the beginning of season five, like when there's all that stuff with Dan and he's like looking at the journal and, you know, there's a lot of business mm -hmm. with the time travel. And like, I really thought that they were going to go back to that at that point, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, they even, 
do like another sort of Dan at Oxford thing. And, and there's like a, mm-hmm. like Desmond goes to Oxford. Like it's like, yep. you would think, you would think there would be an opportunity to bring that up. Uh, but they, yeah, they, it's, no one ever cares again. So, um, so anyway, yeah, that was another one. Um, and then, um, uh, uh the one the one that uh the one that i was just listening to was the one from the economist where and it's a little bit more subtle than those but you know it's like the big reveal at the end is that Said is killing people for ben you know they're in the dentist's office and i'm sorry the veterinarian's office and and you know ben comes out of the shadows and it's like Oh no, he's working for Ben, you know, and out of the shadows ben. like a rat. Exactly, like a rat, always like a rat. Like a rat. <laughs> and so uh uh he's like he's like um you know, he's chastising him for uh for getting involved with Elsa and like caring about her and stuff and he's like you remember what happened the last time you thought with your heart instead of your gun, you know? And then instead of your gun, yeah, instead of your gun, and and Saeed says, uh, you use that to recruit me into killing people for you, you know. Um, and then they sort of move on. He's like, I got another name, blah 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 blah. Um, so uh, uh, so I actually have like two or three nitpicker thoughts from, from that episode. But like this, that specific little exchange, like just really bothers me because it kind of implies that the recruitment of Saeed was like predicated on a moment when Saeed had a choice to make, you know, between like violence and love, something like that, you know, something very like the matrix or something, you know, like Mm -hmm. he had some moment, right. And he chose his heart and that, you know, led to some tragedy and that's why he's there, right? That's what it implies. But, you know, I mean, anyone who's seen the show, like, we saw we saw how he actually recruited Saeed, which was, like, he just told him, like, this guy here, he's the guy that hit Nadia, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then Saeed kills him, and then he's like, who's next, right? So Saeed kills him. Like, he shoots him with a gun, and he's like, who's next, right? That's the recruitment. So it's like, you use that to get me to like he he used this gun when you recruited him so so there's that like but then the other side of it is the original incident with nadia it's like a who knows if that guy even was the one that hit nadia b mm-hmm. like the style with his heart instead of his gun i mean they're just like standing on the street and like some somebody hits nadia with a car like there was no it doesn't even make I sense. Think, I, I take your point, but I wonder if he's trying to say something like, um, almost like he's trying to say Saeed should have been uh, preemptive. Like, thinking with his heart was, and I don't know if this works, my theory here works, but thinking with his heart was being with Nadia while there was danger out there that he could have stopped with his gun. So he prioritized his heart by being with her, and what ended up happening was she was in danger and uh, well, they're both right. or whatever, but she got no, killed. Yeah, that's a fair point. And I think that could have worked, but I just think there's a scene mm-hmm. missing there, which is like, if they put in a scene where Ben comes to say, like right after he gets back and is like, you need to kill these people because they're a threat to anyone you care or, about. Or just another scene where 
with the same the same goal, where Saeed it, it, it knows that there's a threat out there but ignores it. That's the thing. That's like the he, story. He never had the chance to make that choice, you know? He didn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's why it doesn't feel like that ever happened, you know? Like, it seems like he was fine. He had no reason to believe that there was any particular threat out there. And then suddenly this thing happens. And then, like, at her funeral, Ben's like, oh, yeah, this guy killed her. Like, it was intentional, you know? It seemed like a hit and run. And I think that's what he assumed it was. You know, and for mm-hmm. all I know, it was that. I don't even, who knows what's true about that. But like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I just, yeah. I think that story could have worked, but they didn't write it that way. And so then I hear that line mm-hmm. and I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. you know, yep. it, just, yep. it just doesn't add up. Because like on the podcast, we're speculating about all these possibilities for what Saeed's going to do. How this, situ- you know, you were like, oh, I think it's going to happen on the freighter. Maybe Nadia's on the freighter. You know, like we're trying to like Mm -hmm. work out a thing where it's going to make sense, where he's going to, you know, (laughs) choose, choose his thing with his heart instead of his gun. And and then that'll lead to, you know, the sequence of events that leads to him killing people for Ben. Oh, that's too straightforward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many more, you know, Claire getting on the helicopter um mm-hmm. the the stuff that jack says uh when he's at Locke's like coffin you know and ben shows up and and he tells him like all the stuff Locke said like he says all mm-hmm. this stuff and then you see the scene later and it's like Locke didn't say none of that like what like unless there's a deleted scene where he says some more stuff that we didn't see on screen like he didn't say anything that jack said he said <laughs> you know so it's just like what like it just doesn't you know uh so yeah i just i feel like they do those things sometimes i guess like another one i might put in that category it somewhat is like the island at the bottom of the ocean you know in the flash Mm. sideways Mm -hmm. like they kind of do nothing with that (laughs) and it's like it seems like it should be a big deal you know so i feel like any of those sort of things where it's like it seems like it's setting up like a particular storyline and then like it's like they don't even try to retcon it or they don't even mention it you know i guess another example would be jacob the saying help me in the cabin you know or the man in black or whoever that is you know yeah like like you know it just it just feels like that kind of goes nowhere even though at the time it seemed like a really big deal Mm mm-hmm you know, and I just think like Lost is like littered with those those kind of things, those like vague sort of insinuations. Um, that was the like, alternate title of the show. <laughs> Storylines that like, should have come to be and like they lead you to expect, you know, and then it's like, I don't really know what happens. Like, is it that they forget? Is it that they just change their mind? You know, I, like, I, I don't really know, like, how it happens that they just do this. But I, I have seen this on other shows. Um, mm-hmm. There was a big one on Buffy in the last season. Like, there's this, like, big prophecy, like, this thing's going to happen. And, like, this, and you better watch out because blah, 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 blah. Like, not to spoil it, but, like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is going to be crazy, right? And then you get to the end of the, sh- the season, it's like, that never happened. Like, what? Like, like that was just bullshit. Like, why did you, 
why did you get me hoping for this like big dramatic event that just like never happens, you know? So it's like, it's not, I mean, other shows have done it, I guess is what I'm saying, but it does feel like Lost like really piled on with those kinds of things, you know? Um, yeah. I, I mean, maybe even the psychic, you know, Claire psychic, like is sort of in that category um, hmm. where they, they make all these like, grand pronouncements you know and i guess like some of those go in a retcon category because they did come back to the psychic and like kind of imply mm-hmm. that like what he said was bullshit you know um and that you know i guess that counts as a follow-up mm-hmm. you know but um uh but it definitely seemed like they were going for a thing there that you know never really comes to be maybe uh the others don't leave tracks you know that's sort of in that category <laughs> who even said that where did it even come from i think i think it was echo who said that wow i think so <laughs> let me say uh somewhere in season two uh let's see if i can find it here we go yeah 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 it was echo uh uh boom boom yeah um uh yeah i don't remember who he said that to or what episode that was but uh uh but yeah he makes that claim he might have said it to jen when they were like hiding you know crouching in the bushes while the others pass by. Yeah. You something know? like that. Sounds familiar. Um, it's definitely from that era. Uh, but he, yeah, he makes that claim. And then, you know, like <laughs> we were talking about it, like throughout season three, like how are they not leaving mm-hmm. tracks? Right. They have feet, mm-hmm. right. They're walking around. Right. Like what? Like, <laughs> yeah. Feet. Like, I don't understand. The others are feetless. Yeah. Like, there's not, you know, like they just seem normal. So like, why wouldn't they leave tracks? You know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it didn't make sense. And we were really trying to like, like it. And then to <laughs> me, like the ultimate troll is like, if you if you go to the DVD um, or Blu-ray or whatever, I think it's for season two on one of them. Like if you wait long enough in the menu, it eventually like pulls up this thing where you see the others pass by and then there's someone coming behind them with a little like, like branch yeah. with leaves on yeah. it, like brushing away. The That's front. it. That's it. Well, you know, it's a, it's that like that, that particular perspective of the show where like you can't rely on characters just because they're dialogue. They have a particular dialogue. doesn't mean anything. Like why? Like when, if, if a character says, uh, the others don't leave tracks. At most, that means that's what they think based on their experience. Yeah. But that's not objective truth. Right. And, you know, Echo's not a tracker. He's not right. an expert at trails and tracking. So yeah. even his opinion has less weight, right? Right. Than somebody else saying a similar thing. Uh, like somebody who's a great tracker, like, oh, I, I know tracks and they don't leave tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, but it's like that's not that's not that's not the um, the way you normally ingest stories, you know, <clears throat> by being skeptical of what everybody says all the time. Indeed. 
Indeed. Uh, yeah, it took a yeah. long time to get used to that. Uh, but it, it really yeah. is. I mean, that thread. Oh, like right? monsoon season's coming, you know. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, that, that's like, actually that goes in the yeah. in the category because that that's definitely something that they did to like trump up drama and like you know, but it was bullshit and and they basically like said that later. You know, they're like, oh, yeah. they did a whole episode about that where it's just like, yeah. oh, you don't know nothing about weather. Like, he's yeah, a exactly. And I, like, I think that was a show. That was a show doing it, doing a lot of effort trying to tell us how to look at the show and i don't you, like you said it took a long time because you get that answer and you don't know that that's the show uh giving you a hint on how to view the show it just yeah. seems like bad writing it just it seems, seems crappy like, yeah it exactly. seems crappy and it seems it seems uninteresting but it's but it's really like hey knock knock audience like these characters don't know anything and also sometimes they're just lying and also right. sometimes they're just wrong. Right. And right. all of that is on the table for you when you decide, you know, what you think the answer to something is or how pieces fit. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, we've talked about that so many times, but like no other show is really like that where you, you know, there's that, there's that uh, literary, you know, technique of the unreliable narrator, right? Mm -hmm. But this is like a show where there's unreliable everybody. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> which is like a different version of that, which is like no one can really be trusted. Imagine if like you're watching Lord of the Rings and uh, and Gandalf's like, uh, oh, no one can resist the power of the one ring. <laughs> and but it's like, eh, it's not that true. You know, it's a bunch of people who are like, I can take this ring. take it yeah. you know, it's just Like that's just what he believed because that's what he heard one day. Maybe Gandalf's you know, just whatever. wrong. Or Gandalf's just wrong. You know, can you imagine like the end of the movie, you know, the end of the the, the story, they get to Mordor uh, and they get to Mount Doom and they throw the ring in there and then the ring gets more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's not yeah. Not going to source. But like, that was the worst thing to do. What it took to destroy it. Yeah. You know? um, that was a horrible I, plan. I, yeah, that was the worst plan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the Balrog comes up or something. Right, like, right. you now, you know, thanks <laughs> for my ring. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I find this, this uh, maybe I'll write that down as a way to capture this big idea, the unreliable everybody. Uh, uh, because I, it's a very... Ah, oh, what's the word? Um, what's the word for something interesting and annoying at the same time? Because that's what it is. <laughs> um, wow, is there a word for that? <laughs> it's probably some like uh, Icelandic word for that particular thing. You know how there's all these interesting like uh, Swedish and Norwegian like words and phrases for these crazy concepts um you know what i'm talking about i think there's so. like a there's like a word for like um uh what was the one i saw a while ago like the feeling you get when you stare out of a window and it's snowing but you're inside yeah. and it's warm like something right. like that like yeah that's weird like concepts yeah 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 no you're right yeah there probably could be a word for that um but yeah, it seems like maybe maybe not an English word. 
At least not yeah. one that I know. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I I find it like that where it's a it's a very interesting thing. Um, because then it makes you even more part of the story because now you have to decide what you think and you can't just trust, you know, certain people to be right about things. Right. And News Justin, like, had a lot of trouble with that because, like, the policy of New Year's Justin was, like, I'm just going to believe stuff, you know? Like, if it, <laughs> you know, like, if it looks like yeah. it's this thing, and it, yeah. like, I'm just going to, like, take it at face value and not, like, second guess every single thing you know um because it was driving me crazy doing that you know because mm-hmm. it, it's just like Why? when you seriously question like every th- everything that characters say and everything they do like it's it, it almost gets exhausting thinking through the possibilities of like what it, you know what i mean so it's just like i wanted to like mm-hmm. sweep clear that and just like i'm just gonna go with this and like it was not that oh well but like, you know, so, but yeah, it's totally true that, I mean, they, that theme was present uh, all the way to the end, you know? I mean, if you go to Across mm-hmm. the Sea, I mean, you see examples of that throughout the episode of characters just like saying stuff, making oh, assumptions, yeah. maybe some of what they say is right, maybe some of it's wrong, mm-hmm. but like, it's just what they believe where it's not, it's not like objective truth or something. And I guess... I guess that is true in stories, like, normally, but I feel like more often than not, in normal stories, even though it's technically true that characters just say stuff, like, based on what they believe, like, you know, it's written by someone, it's intended to convey information to the audience, you're supposed to believe it, you know, and let, you know, and I mean, even... You know, even if it's the kind of story where they're going to reveal later that that character was lying or, you know, was missing some piece of information or something, you know, like you're meant to like take that as part of the story development. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. like what this character said, like, is supposed to be true. You know, like think about um, like Christopher Nolan movie, right? Like, like uh, Inception or something, right? Like Leonardo DiCaprio sitting there and explaining like how this thing works, like. What if he's oh, wrong? He was wrong. That, they know? get into the guy's mind, and all the rules are wrong. Yeah, all the are the archetypes are wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's a different movie, and it could be interesting, right? Uh, and like, and like, you know, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, there's so many things that could go wrong. But yeah, <laughs> when he's explaining the rules, those are the rules, and those are objective rules. Yeah, they pretty much work. I mean, there are some like little things that like go wrong but like it isn't like you're supposed to sit there and question everything he's saying and like do you really know that or you're just like assuming Mm -hmm. that you know it's like so Mm -hmm. yeah that i mean that's a frustrating thing you know i mean you can go back to like oh if the man in black leaves the island it's the end of the world or it's gonna be Mm -hmm. it's gonna be pretty bad or maybe the island will be destroyed or i don't know maybe it's okay who can tell Like, it's like, who knows? I don't know why anyone believes that um, or what they even believe specifically because well, they were all the so vague that's about it. it. And that's, that's, there's like this multiplier effect, right, of being on the island and seeing things you can't explain, which, 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 which lowers the barrier to entry for all these other ideas, right? You go, damn, well, I see a smoke monster. 
I saw the um, I saw the hatch implode. I right. saw the island move. Shit, maybe if he does leave, the world will end. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think that's the other part that you get it just like life, <laughs> where there's other evidence that convinces you to to believe in the the dubious evidence. You know, right. kind of, kind of, uh, just put it that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're more open to like crazy stuff mm-hmm. if you if you literally see crazy stuff like before mm-hmm. your eyes. You know, it just makes you mm-hmm. more susceptible to like. Well, yeah, maybe... and then it's hard to be like, well, this crazy stuff is not can't happen, but this crazy stuff right. can happen. It's like, right. well, why? How? Yeah, what do you base that on? Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. You know, I mean, they played the same game with the with the Swan Station. You know, it was like if you don't push the button, the world's gonna end. You know, mm-hmm. but they never really answered the question. You know, it's like yeah. I guess they're supposed to believe it's true, but they didn't really tell us. You know, and like even even when. Later on, when Hurley is, he has that scene where he's like back in the real world and he doesn't want to lie anymore. So he finally breaks down and he tells his mom like everything that happened in like a very abbreviated form. You know, mm-hmm. when he gets to the part about the swan, he's like, they had to push a button every 108 minutes or something. I don't know. I never really understood that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's like, it tells you that, like, okay. Hurley doesn't is, even feel comfortable mm-hmm. making a pronouncement about what would have yeah. happened there. So, like, if Hurley doesn't feel yeah. comfortable, like, we can't, right? Like, well, and lot- that's right, exactly. And I think it keeps the audience unclear about what the outcome would have been, but it also makes it where Hurley doesn't come in as an expert to right. give his opinion that we will take as objective truth. Right. Because even if he said, the world will end, you know, from one perspective, we really shouldn't believe him, but a lot of people would believe him and just take it at face value. Well, Hurley said it here that this is what right. happened. So it should be true, you know? Right, right, right. So they kind of walk it back while keeping, while not, you know, dispelling the mystery of like what would happen. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. But yeah, it just, it seems like a clue or something. Um, I do think like, yeah, as far as nitpicking stuff goes, like the Swan Station, I mean, the fail safe, like the fact that, like (laughs) the fact that there's a fail safe, like just bothers me to this day. It's just like, why keep doing this if you can just turn the fail safe, but whatever. Then, then like, there's like, but the whole thing with like when they t- like, <laughs> there's a whole thing in season three that goes on for a well, long time. Nobody knows time. about the failsafe. Nobody knows like nobody's there to really know what it's really going to do, right? Well, okay, yeah. Once the lost characters get in there, they don't know about it. But I'm just talking about Dharma. You know, like they definitely knew about it. You know, they installed the fucking thing. <laughs> so it's just like I just. It just makes it seem weird, you know? It's I think, like they, yeah, well, that's where the, you know, the timeline is questionable about, you know, the attack from the, the hostiles and, you know, when did Rosinski and Kelvin sort of get trapped in there? Oh, and, God. And, oh. And what, you know, and, that's and, gotta go in the nitpicker thing because that shit just doesn't add up for me. I can never make yeah. sense of it. They said, like, I, they said on the podcast, like, they kind of implied that Kelvin was recruited after the purge. And I'm like, how? Like, what? Like, tell me how mm-hmm. that happened. Like, okay, like, there could be someone to recruit him off the island. 
But then like, how do they get him in the station when everyone in Dharma has been killed and the others are like living in the barracks? Like what, like, how do you, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't even get. Well, I can tell you, it's very okay. simple. All right. They, you know, they drug people to put him on the submarine. Sure. So they drug him to get him yeah. out to the island. And yeah. then he wakes up, he's in the swan station. <laughs> but like, how, but how did they get him in there without the others noticing? Easy. The others don't know what's going on. They're over at the barracks. But the sub like docks oh, wait, right there not, by the barracks. Wait, they're not at the barracks yet. You're saying after the purge? Yeah, after the purge. Yeah, after the purge. Oh, oh, Dharma needs to get him in there. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Then... Exactly. Yeah, the others could do it if they said the others yeah, put the him others there. It would make it. sense, you know. But it's mm -hmm. like I don't think they wanted us to believe that. I think they wanted us to believe that Kelvin was part of Dharma, you know. So it's just like the timeline doesn't make any sense. Like, it's like, wait, how did you, and like on a related note, like there's the whole penny thing. Like I, I had this realization like a little while ago and I made a little post about it on Patreon that like Penny's age means that like, you know, Widmore must have left the island to, to like, you know, have Penny like uh, while Dharma was still there, you know? And, and I'm mm -hmm. like, how, how did they do that exactly? Because, like, once they have the purge, they use the sub, right? We see, we see that multiple times. But how was he leaving the island, right? And the company, too. I mean, there's all that stuff, like, where it's, like, it really seems like he must have left before the purge. And, like, mm -hmm. and yet, at the same time, Ben doesn't banish him until after the purge. So it's, like, he left, and then, like, and he and he had a child with an outsider. All the stuff that Ben says he's being banished he, for. Yeah, uh, he turned the docky wheel, but the but island didn't move, or maybe it moved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess the donkey wheel is like, but now I don't how know. Back it's to the little, island. It's a little awkward. Like the donkey wheel is like kind of occupied by Dharma as of like you know 1977. So I don't know. I mean, maybe he did it before that, but it's you know like they were right there yeah. you know this orchestration we saw pierre chang and 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 like dan like down there like right by where the donkey was like it wasn't that oh, easy when did dharma like when did they uh get to the island well i i don't think it's really known exactly when they got to the island because I, I think it wasn't established like i think the only thing we know for sure is dharma was established in 1970 they used the lamppost to find the island and they got to the island sometime after that. So it should have been like, realistically, it should have been like the early to mid seventies, you know, somewhere in there. But I don't think they ever said specifically what year it was. Yeah. It was, yeah. I was just thinking maybe there's there. some time between when they got there and when they were ramped up, when they were fully staffed, right? It, it, it's so there could technically, have been time where the, you know, where the, where the others can go and do but he's stuff. He's got to get back Dharma. too, right? He can't turn donkey to come back. back. Ain't no other donkey wheel. <laughs> the only one donkey wheel. Right? And he's back. He comes back. We know he comes back, yeah. right? And I'm just like, if... So it's like, if... Unless unless they had some other way, like if he could only leave after the purge, then Penny was like 16. <laughs> you know? Like, 
in 2004. Never mind, like when Desmond originally met her, like she should have been like 13 or 12 or something. You know, it's just like it doesn't make any sense. You mean if if she was born after the purge? Yeah, yeah, she was born yeah. after the purge. You know, she can't be older than Alex, basically. You know, who who arrived like close to the purge time. And there, there is discrepancy mm -hmm. about when the purge happened. There's like two. No, no, days. no. The, yeah. So we know that. Yeah, we know that Woodmore would have left before the purge because, like you said, that was part of Ben's complaint. Yeah. When he banished them. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. No. That's but when he banished him. He banished him on the. He 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 banished him to the sub. The sub. Yeah, he banished him off the, the island. Sub. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like their problems are solved now, but it's like, but wait, what were they doing before that? You know, it's like mm -hmm. I don't get it. Like something's missing here for me. It's really strange. Um, you know, yeah. Uh so yeah, that's just that's just something that bothers mm. me about about that timeline um that I can't reconcile in my head. Um you know, never mind the other stuff about Benny, P Penny, and Whitmore. Like, <laughs> like, like in terms of like you know the boat and the freighter and like Penny's search and you know how all that fit. Like, it. Why does she think Desmond was on the island? I mean, that never made any sense to me. Like, it's, it's, it's like, it's all very like bizarre, um, and I think definitely belongs in a nitpicker thing because it's like it's like she just knew because it's the show and it's about the island and stuff but like it's so arbitrary like you know I, anyway um like he could be anywhere he could be dead he could be like you know stranded somewhere else like like it's there's so many possibilities he's on a race she, around the uh, world she uh <laughs> She, uh, so how about this? Ben, uh, with, uh, Desmond gets to the island. Yada, yada, yada. He's in the Swan Station with Kelvin. Uh, mm -hmm. And then Ben, from the Pearl Station, sees mm -hmm. Desmond. And there's like, oh, who's this guy? Mm -hmm. And they do their back their research. They get his get, file. Get some files. All right. Get some cool. files. They and then they files. see he's connected to Widmore through Penny. Right? Mm -hmm. And so maybe Ben sends Widmore a video of Desmond in the Swan Station. Okay. And then that and then somehow Penny gets a hold of a video or, or okay. something like that. Or information otherwise is informed. Yeah. Through Whitmore being informed from Ben. Yeah. You know, or, or, you know, maybe Ben contacts Penny directly uh, yeah. to, yeah. to make him hate Whitmore or something. We know he or, left the island. You know, yeah. So. It'd be like, your, you know, your father has your fiance or whatever yeah. imprisoned here or, yeah. or, you know, don't trust your father. Here's something he's not telling you. Right. Right. And then, oh, like, he secretly found out about her search because he has his freighter pretend to be her freighter. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like, that's part of the ruse that they use when they first it? You know, they're like, yeah, no, yeah. we're here for Desmond. Yeah. And they, have, mm -hmm. they even have the picture. Yeah, the picture, you know? yeah. So he definitely found out about it. There's just a whole drama yeah. going there with, with Penny and Whitmore where it's like, 
And it's all mm-hmm. off screen. I agree, that's totally possible, but they just, they never bothered to connect those dots. And so it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you just have to kind of like make up a scenario that kind of makes sense and like say, well, maybe it's that, I'm sure. I mean, why not? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I could go along with that. Uh, but yeah, another like semi-related plot line that like just is so convoluted to me for no reason is like, so when the failsafe key gets turned, like at the beginning of season three, they make this big deal about like, oh, our comms are down. We can't communicate with the outside <laughs> world. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, it's so bad. Right? And then at the end of the season or towards the end of the season, you find out actually that's not even true. What happened was Ben started blocking the signals from the looking glass yeah. station deliberately. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And not only that, like that isn't even enough. Right. Like it's not even just that to contact the freighter. They not only have to disable the looking glass station, which is the thing that Ben set up, but also the radio tower that's broadcasting Danielle's message is also blocking the sat phone. For no reason. Why? Why? Why is this so convoluted? So the failsafe didn't even do any of this. It had nothing to do with any of this. And it's these other yep. two things that shouldn't have anything to do with like why why oh god it just But that's how life works. You so unnecessarily you that's how life is. You formulate conclusions based on the data you have and they don't know the other data points. So they can't come up with the right answer. I do well, think there's just... something really interesting about 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 that phenomenon of a, 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 a an event that you know about, you go, well, it must be that thing, you know, because you don't know about the other events or that event is more unique or spectacular or interesting. So it gets, it gets more weight to it, you know, than, than the other events. Uh, there's an interesting like dynamic there. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, there was a whole thing uh, that we talked about at the end of season two, like when the failsafe key gets turned and the sky turns purple, as they say, you know, Ben totally. looks up and like we were we were having a debate about whether or not Ben like knew that was going to happen or expected that to happen or even understood what happened, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like based on this looking glass plot, like I don't know, I feel like I don't think we ever really like said this on the podcast, but like it kind of makes me think that I mean, this seems like so ridiculous, but it makes me think that he actually wanted he actually wanted the fail safety key to get turned because he he must have set up because like the others all think that the signal's being blocked because of this like sky turning purple incident, right? And it's like mm-hmm. It's, it almost makes me think he knew or he wanted that to happen so that he could have an excuse to block the signals, you know, like, like to shut down the communication. Because mm. it's like he must have timed it so tightly that they, where they would believe that. Right. He had to have the signal blocked very quickly after the sky well, people, or they wouldn't have believed it. In a, in a normal story, sure. <laughs> it could have just been coincidence. <laughs> and he 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 didn't need a cover for what what was blocking the signal. They would just say, "I don't know what's blocking the signal, right?" Uh, and that would be fine for him for what he's doing. He doesn't need them to have another explanation. He just got in order lucky for his plan to work. The thing they could say, yeah, 
Exactly. Ben's, okay. Most of Ben's story is him getting lucky. I mean, I say that because, like, I want there to be some sense to what he was doing, you know, because, mm-hmm. like, he has all that stuff when he's in the swan where he's, like, he's, like, you know, they have the lockdown and he goes out there and, you know, by himself and he comes back and he tells Locke, you know, I never pushed the button and nothing happened. The clock mm-hmm, just reset mm-hmm. itself, you know? And mm-hmm. it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what what are you trying to accomplish? Like, do you know, do you actually know what's going to happen? Do you want him to not press the button? Like, that's what it seems like, you know, because he must have pressed it. I mean, if he didn't press it, then he something... Did, whatever he told Locke, he did the opposite. Yeah. For sure. 100%. Yeah. He's trying to shake Locke's faith. Yeah. Uh, whatever Locke is thinking is true, he's trying to prove the opposite to just fuck with him. Because that's what Ben does the entire show. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, but it's like, you don't know. Does he know what he's dealing with? Like, does he know what actually happens? Like, he's creating no. a situation where, like, Absolutely the bug might not, not be pushed. You're like, what if the world ends? Like, was it worth it, it just to fuck with Locke a little bit? Like, we know what, are you doing? what Ben knows. And it was very little. I mean, it's all summed up when he told, asked Jacob, what about me, right? What about you? Like, you know, I don't think he knew any of that stuff, right? Um, there was, there's there's certain ways he might have known, but I think it's fairly clear that most of the time Ben is operating on instinct. He does have some strategies and plans, um, but he's not winning because of intrinsic knowledge most of the time, you know? Uh, He's usually winning from lies and manipulation. Uh, so I would yeah. put my money on he has no idea what's going to happen. Uh, and Because we, we've seen those times when something unexpected happens and he pretends like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. But it's like yeah. later, he's like, no. That that, it's like Jacob's Cabin, right? Like basically later yeah. on, he says like, exactly. I, had, I had no idea what was going on. But when you watch the scene, he's like playing along like yep. – Oh man, exactly you've had it. your fun. He goes to the chair and he goes, "You've had your fun." It's like, motherfucker, you don't even know mm-hmm. what's there. What are you doing? Like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you improving for Locke when, like, you there's a supernatural force in here you didn't even expect? Like, it's it's fucking. I don't know. You're right though. I mean that that I guess that is just the character, and he didn't mind like living dangerously with shit he didn't understand. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. It, it's it's bizarre. I was just trying to make it work because like it it works out so in his favor. You know that whole like yeah. but not being pushed thing. Like he uses it to his advantage. So I just I wanted to try to connect some dots there. You know, I was just. It was a desperate attempt, but in general, I agree. I mean, clearly in general, he didn't know stuff. And clearly in general, if he's speaking, and especially to Locke, he's probably mm-hmm. lying, especially if he makes like specific declarations about things. Uh, yep. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you're right. It's just like, that's a that's a crazy character, you know? Like, can you imagine, can you imagine like, like you see like a, a supernatural presence and like you're so committed to like manipulating this other person that you just like play along with it, like you knew. Well, it was I mean, happen. you have your fun. You have your fun is is still motivated because he does want whatever that thing is that's scaring him to stop, right? So it's th- it's not like it's unmotivated from what his actual knowledge is. You know what I mean? 
No, I agree. I agree. But it's just like, but you don't like, he doesn't know what he's dealing with. You know, like who knows it's making stuff fly around the room. Like, how do you know yeah, well, it's okay to touch it? Like he doesn't how- know he doesn't, he doesn't, but he, that's the thing. He doesn't know anything. So not knowing could preclude you from doing anything or it just allows you to do whatever you're, you're going to do. Your instinct is right. Cause he doesn't know you're right. He doesn't know what, is good or bad to do in that situation. I just, I just, so I like, I would never like, just like pretend like, oh yeah, I totally know what this is. And like, this is, yeah, this is like what I expected. And I'm just gonna like act like I would normally act if this happened. And I knew, you know, it's like, it's like i would just freak out and run out of the room like you know like why you know it's just crazy to me that he. Oh, that's he's why you're not leader of the others because <laughs> you wouldn't murder your father and then murder innocent people uh with gas and then fraudulently take over a group of people and lead them astray for decades for your own personal like fun <laughs> thankfully you're not been I guess so. Uh, you know, so there's like there's like 60% of it making sense organically and like 40% is contrived because of the story that they're telling, you know. You know, it's like it's like like I think about the shining, right? Like like there's definitely scenes where like Jack will like play along with the ghost, you know? But like mm-hmm. it's part it's part of a plot about how he's going insane, you know? Mm-hmm. He's losing his grip <laughs> on his sanity, right? So it's like, it's parallel with that, that he's just having casual conversations with ghosts and like people he knows are dead or whatever. Like, you know, when Wendy sees the ghost at the end, she just screams and runs away like a normal person, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, that's that's the thing like that is weird for me like ben isn't supposed to be insane i don't think right he's like got grip on his like mental faculties like he's not just doing you know he's not just like he's not just prowling the island with an axe like murdering people right like he he knows what he's doing well actually i mean listen he's obviously a sociopath uh, who actually ends up killing more people than Jack did, uh, uh, Jack from The Shining. Um, but, but for I, a I mean, reason. I definitely get your point. You know, huh? but for a reason, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's calculated. It's not it's not because he's crazy. It's because he's like immoral. Yeah, uh, and um, but I I think that's the thing. Like I said, it's it's one part that's Ben's character to pretend he's in control all the time. And a second part that they needed to come off that way because they're going to end up later revealing that he didn't know what was happening. Right. And, you know what I mean? But, but it's like that thing where it's got to look one way when they actually do it. Right. Even if that's not the way it should have played out. Yeah. Once you really know what happened. Totally um, agree. Yeah. 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 So it, it, it's one of those things, but I, I think, it's at least consistent with his character, though, that he does he does step up to things that he shouldn't... He fucks around with a lot of stuff he shouldn't fuck around with. Oh, I totally you know? agree. So, I totally agree. It's yeah, just... and he, he gets in over his head very easily uh, because he always thinks he can 
lie, manipulate, man, right. lie or manipulate his way out of it, and that's what he's doing in that situation. He's both he's both lying in the in the in the sense that he's uh, misrepresenting what he knows is happening in that cabin scene, and he's manipulating like Locke and Jacob slash Man in Black, whoever that is, into like as if he has control over that situation, right? Like you've had your fun, I'm gonna tell right. you what to do now, right? Like. Um, it, it, it's just not, you know, it's just not a normal thing anyone would do because Ben's not normal. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. It's just so hard for me to... I mean, it's true for a lot of things Ben does, but, like, a lot of things Ben does, like, I understand, even if I... It's not what I would do, you know? But, like, that, that's yeah. just that's just hard for me to understand, basically. Mm-hmm. Like that's the difference. It's like, like I get why he didn't like Dharma. I get why he killed his dad. I get why he went along with the purge. It's not what I would have done, but I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So I don't know. I mean, I mean that's the that's the thing. It's but uh, yeah. I feel like I get why he did what he did in the cabin. I feel like I get it. He needed to maintain the illusion that he was in control in front of Locke. Yeah. Right? It's but it's just and that's the. And that also that's the the other aspect of that whole thing is the the sort of reversal of he's pretending that he that this that he knows this is Jacob's cabin and that he's been here before and then when the stuff starts flying around the room he's pretending like oh I know what's happening here right but then the switcheroo is that not only is that all false but the, the thing that's in there that he didn't expect to be in there because he didn't think anything was in there uh, actually reached out to Locke. Right. So it's this extra level of like, I think Ben has to, the more that Ben does what he does in that scene, the more that uh, reveal is strengthened. You know, I, I think that's another thing to, to add to the, the, the scene stew or whatever the the recipe that goes into that scene and that storyline is that you know you know what i mean like i i think the stronger that he seems like he's in control uh or knows what's going on then when it's like oh not only do you not know what's going on but the thing that was in there that you didn't even know was in there because you were lying about all this stuff around what, what was happening like it's this extra thing which makes the cabin stuff great, right? It's like not only was Ben Ben pretended like Jacob was in there and he was sort of lying, so it was like he expected nobody to be in there, but then somebody actually is in there. So now you're, you know what I mean? Like you, the audience is like their mind is being blown because there's so there's many so many levels. Of there's so there. many levels, yeah. yeah. And then and then and then the end to be and then on top of that, because it'd be one level if it. He thinks he says he says Jacob's in there, but he secretly thinks Jacob's not in there. Yeah. He gets there to find somebody, aka Jacob or whatever, in there. Yeah. Right. And then the 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 Jacob Jacob talks to Ben. So that's that's several flip flops and crazy story, yeah. interesting plots in that one little thing. But like one extra level is it? He doesn't. Not only you know it doesn't talk to Ben. Ben doesn't even hear him. Right, and he goes to Locke. Right, that's the extra push, um, which is craziness. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, that is like that is the 
the the cherry on the icing cake, as we used to say. Like I think <laughs> I, I think it really puts it over the top. And it it is it is kind of incredible that no one in that scene, I mean, except for the man in black, supposedly, uh, has any idea what's going on. <laughs> All of those, the, both of them are just totally, like they don't have any understanding of what they're dealing with mm -hmm. there. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, mm -hmm. so it's like Ben is telling a lie and then he sees the thing and he goes along with the lie as making assumptions, I think, about what it is. But those are wrong. And then, you know, he's mm -hmm. also lying to Locke, which so then Locke is mm -hmm. like taking his interpretation, Ben's and in, in like assuming that this is Jacob and that he's getting an instruction from him. So mm -hmm. then, so then both of them make an assumption about what that means, you know, but mm -hmm. that, like they're both wrong <laughs> about everything, basically. Yeah. Like, they have no idea yeah. what's going on there. Welcome to life. It's it's kind happy? of it's kind of amazing. It's amazing to write a scene like that, you know, where it's like one character yeah. is manipulating another character, but like they're both wrong. You know, they're I mean that's just wrong. weird, right? Like usually mm -hmm. the the manipulator is the one who knows what's going on, and they're telling deliberate lies, right? But it's like yeah. he's telling lies, but he also doesn't know what's going on. You know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's weird. So it's funny because in a way, you know, depending on the lies, they could be true. Yeah. Well, and, and <laughs> that goes, that goes back to the fact that Jacob seems to have some association with the cabin. So there was some truth, even though he didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we're still talking about the show after all these years, because <laughs> it's so the opposite of cut and dry that uh your brain just keeps keeps mulling it over <laughs> yeah the layers are so um excessive it's like it's like unraveling it later is like <laughs> ridiculous mm -hmm. it's like it's like how how could you you know right and you just watch it the first time and you're so naive you know because you're just you just assume like like as crazy as it is, like we have mm -hmm. to take something at face value here, right? So it's like I know yeah. Ben lies a lot, but like shit happened, right? So like he must have been right, right? That must have been Jacob there, right? I mean, what else could it mm -hmm. be? <laughs> how how would he how would he fake a thing like that? You know, like mm -hmm. there's no way, there's no way he faked that, right? And he didn't fake mm -hmm. that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. but like he also didn't know it was gonna i don't know it's yeah it's it's really hard to believe it's like it's, it's like the prestige <laughs> yeah it's like, yeah it's like how did he do this miraculous thing well, he actually really did it he did it the hard way uh <laughs> right right it wasn't it's as not miraculous magic as it's murder <laughs> yeah yeah Mass murder plus cloning equals great yeah, magic. Yeah, equals magic. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's what makes the cabin and all that. That's what makes that cabin scene so great. Because uh, it's like two people walk into a situation, both want the upper hand. Ben obviously wants it more. But neither, neither is really prepared uh, I, I'm not, I don't know why Lord of the Rings is on my brain, but I'm trying to, I'm putting it, I'm like trying to think of an analogy of like, like Gandalf and Frodo walk into the mines of Moria and, and, and Gandalf is like, okay, when we get down here, there's this, you know, there's this big 
beast called the Balrog, and he's going to get us if we're not careful. And then, like, they get down there, and, like, there's no Balrog, but there's, like, something else right. that Gandalf has never seen before. Yeah. But, but on top of that, it, it And then like, he's like, that's totally the Balrog. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Balrog, you've had your fun. You shall not pass. I don't know. Like, yeah. And he just tries some shit. Yeah, maybe it's and... like that. Yeah, maybe it's like that. Where like before they get into the mines, they're like, okay, there's a Balrog around here somewhere, guys. We're gonna have to fight a Balrog. And then they get to the door, and then the like squid monster in the lake comes at them. And he's like, Balrog, you've had your fun. <laughs> you know, that's enough, Balrog. Right. You know, but it's like, that wasn't the Balrog. <laughs> right, but they don't know that. So they're like, well, I guess yeah. that was the Balrog. I don't guess know. That, hey, it must have been the Balrog. You <laughs> said there was a Balrog here. I saw a thing. So that must be. I, I just. It, it's not normal. I think, I think so much of. I just keep coming back to, you know, how lost is life. And I feel like there's a part, there's a large part of me that is entertained by that, that all roads lead to lost being life. <laughs> and I feel like if that, if I didn't care about that, I would not be talking about this show anymore. Because mm -hmm. uh, it, it's just ever present, you know, and you can't escape it. <laughs> and if I thought that was annoying or not that interesting, I think that would really deflate a lot of the show for me there's still all the other character and plot stuff that's interesting to talk about mm -hmm. besides like this big main theme but but yeah that like just that example we came up with about like that you know the lord of the rings and the the fake balrog thing uh falrog if you will mm -hmm. there you go. <laughs> very good uh or did, i was gonna say for balrog did we mm -hmm. add an f no, you changed the first letter. Yeah, you okay. changed. Yeah, foul rock was right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just find that interesting because that's like life, right? You, 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 you. Someone sets an expectation. You know, step one, expectation step set. Step two, uh, an event happens. Step three, you determine how your expectation and that event go together. Right. And yeah, if somebody said there's a big monster coming up and it's called a Balrog. And then next thing you see is the big monster. You, that's how our brains work. We're going to say that's the Balrog until, until you know, proven differently, that's the Balrog, you know. Now, you could obviously have some people who are uh, contrarians or think differently and go, well, maybe that's not the Balrog, you know, mm -hmm. uh, kind of thing in that situation, you know, leave some room for doubt. But, yeah, it's so interesting. We go through life, you know, believing what people set our expectations to be. The stove is hot, right? What if you like thought people were lying to you about that as a kid? Oh, stoves aren't hot. Let me touch that hot stove. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And some people do that, right? Or some yeah. people don't know. Uh, they don't understand what the expectation means or how hot it really is. Or just because it's hot, what are the what's going to actually happen if I touch it? So they get in a situation where they touch it, right? Mm -hmm. But so much of how we in you know um, learn about the world. Things actually need to be true. You know, we rely on things being true yeah. or effectively true, you know, true enough to rely on uh, in some cases um, for for our understanding. And so 
that's that thing that Lofts gets into it, like sticks a knife right between the crevice there of that idea of like, you know, interrupting the machinery of how you decide what's true based on your experiences and, and you know, us as an audience based on the story that's being told, you know, and they just like screw with that, screw with all the mechanisms of what, of how we, because they know that's how we think, that's how we process what's true, right? Yeah. And they just get to, they just get to play with that. Yeah. Yeah. I through mean, characters lying, through characters being wrong, through misplaced meaning, through right. uh, all these other mechanisms. Right. Chronology, right. you know, the way the story's told determines the meaning you take and all that, all that stuff. Right. Right. Um, yeah, there's a part of me that thinks, like, it's, like, such genius. But there's another part of me that thinks, like, it's, it's like, um, it's like they, it's like they hacked storytelling or something. It's like, Yep. It's like they figured out yep. like how to manipulate how storytelling works to like sort of subvert audience expectations. Like I think I think like 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 the part that makes me angry or or like at least frustrated is like the way yeah. that they know, right? Like like they get drama. So like like for example, like the monsoon stuff with Arst, right? Like like yeah. that provides like urgency to the plot for the end of season one. Like, right. Characters like take that seriously. And that's why the raft launches even. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. fine. It's fine for that, like to be wrong, but it's like, but you got all this like drama out of it. And it just, in a way it feels like a cheat or a, or a ripoff or something to then turn around and say, well, I mean, that was just his opinion and he had, people can be wrong. I mean, you know, it's like, yeah. and the, the problem is that that's true, right? That's the problem. Oh, I know. Like, I, yeah, I agree. There and go and go, go like, yep, that's just bad writing. Nope. That's not how stories go. You can't, you can't like, if you couldn't tie fictional narrative literally back to our actual reality, that way then you could stop there and go no that's bad writing that's how that's not how characters should act in a narrative right because you know throughout time and in different cultures there's there's rules to narrative and, and and how characters should behave and and what a reasonable plot is right and, and stuff like that and you know you can think of like shakespeare and and the reversals and the the character identity you know all the like uh, the, the machinations of how people kind of understand stories and what the rules are and some things some things you can break and you can and you can be like, no, you can't you can't actually do that, you know. Um, but yeah, they like you said, they hacked it where they found this way to like get to the source of all narrative, which is reality, which is life. Um, and that way, any almost anything they do is now under this umbrella, which you can't you know you can't say it can't happen. It's not real. It's not true. I mean, it's like life. Sometimes characters are wrong. Sometimes people are wrong. And it's like, okay, damn, yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah. But I'm watching the narrative, so why aren't they right, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it gives them this license to let, like, characters can, like, basically say or do, like, almost anything. And then later on, they can turn around and do whatever they want and just say, you know, 
say the character was was wrong or reinterpreted or whatever they want to, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they basically can, it gives them this freedom to like, just have the story be anything almost. And, and whatever they do, they can say this thing. That's what frustrates me about it. You know, it just, it feels like, it feels like it's a thing where like it, it gives them, it gives them license to like, you know, um, you know, uh, have like they, they I feel like, uh, when I watch a thing, like there's, you know, like there's a contract or at least a hidden contract between like yes. the storyteller and the audience where it's like, I come yeah. for a story. Yes. You give me yep. a story. And in yep. that story, like you build expectations and you might like flip those around on me. There's a lot of ways that can go. Right. But you can't blow up the whole mechanism, right? Because if you if you break trust, if you just say like anything uh -huh. I tell you is subject to being false, uh, I'm just like, well, fuck you, like get out of my face with that, like come on, like that's not how mm -hmm. you know, like that's not how this works. Like I I trusted you to tell me a story, like and the, and now you're well, telling and, me, and, and yeah, you know, no one nothing in the story is true necessarily who knows if anything's true in you know and that's life and it's like it's true i can't deny that but it's also yeah. like you know it just it feels like it's it's violating something in like my my um yeah you know hidden contract with storytellers you know like i, I think they yes the contract you were born with as a human being you know sort of instinctively understanding stories even before you know language and then what you learn growing up watching stories yeah they totally i feel like they didn't they don't violate the contract i feel like they found the loopholes in the contract <laughs> if you will um it's like it's like or like they turn the contract on the back and they added some extra <laughs> legalese or something you know or like you know what I mean? It's like they, they, yeah. it's like, it's still within the bounds, but it's like, it's not, it's like, oh, it's on the page you never read in the contract, you know? It's like, oh, I, I nobody ever exercises this clause, the like, my story is like life clause. No one ever, so I didn't, you know, so you get caught off guard by it. But I think, you know, it reminds me of Rashomon, you know, another, like a movie getting at this idea mm -hmm. in, the, in that kind of way of, no real objective truth right um uh but even in that case you know the contract is fulfilled because it's very clear that the point that is that's the point yeah. no one has the objective truth and i think maybe that's the other part of what you're saying about feeling duped or the or feeling like a contract is broken is you don't know going into it that the show is about life yeah if you knew that going into it you'd highlight that in your contract right? and then you'd go, okay, as I watch this show, this is part of the contract and I see it. It's not a surprise when it comes up. So I think that's the other huge part of it too. Not, not just that, not just that the show is about life not just that it's hacking the contract, but that you don't know that going into it. Right. Uh, and that's the part that feels like the manipulation. It's like a meta, it's like a meta manipulation. Like they go one level higher than, normal stories right and uh yeah and it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy thing and it's but it feels oh the other thing i was gonna say 
you know, it's different than characters just like nothing being uh, trustworthy, you know, nothing said or done in the story being trustworthy or everyone's just lying and there's like no rhyme or reason or rules because people are still saying and doing things by their motivations, which are like grounded in their reality, you know? So I feel like that kind of saves them too, where you don't just throw your hands up and go, okay, nothing can be trusted. There's no point in watching this show. There's no point in analyzing it. Everyone's just saying anything they want. You know what I mean? So it's not like that. Like if there's a continuum, right, that you could place it on, it's not like that far, right? Um, But yeah, it's... uh... Well, yeah, no, I agree. It's not like that for the most part, but I do think it is kind of like that when it comes to certain things. Like when it comes to some of these, uh, some of these more, um, you know, supernatural mythological parts of the show, I think we do have characters making pronouncements and we have no idea why. And it's not really even clear from their character why they're saying those things, you know? So I do think there are some points where it actually is like that, where it's not even clear from the character point of view, like why they're saying the things they're saying, you know? Uh, I d- I well, we, know, a lot we might not know why, but we know, we might not know why, but we know that it's because they think that for some reason. Well, yeah, right? sure. Versus it, versus it just being like, you know, truly nonsensical, just characters just, you know, in some like surrealist story or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just saying room and stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, yeah, I assume they believe it. I mean, sometimes characters lie, you know, definitely there's some questionable things at various points. But yeah, in general, like, sure. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, uh, if it's if it's Locke, like making a misinterpretation and like, I understand why because of, you know, like his backstory and the kind of person he is and so on like mm-hmm. you know that's what or, or hurley you know with the numbers like that's fine you know like i i don't really object to any of that it's it's really some of those other things you know and it's it's it, it comes into play a lot towards the end of the show but there there's some other examples you know earlier on where like care and a lot of times it's characters that don't have a ton of screen time and we don't really know that well and so it's hard to even know like what kind of person they are or why they, you know what I mean? So there's not a lot of room to even understand where they're coming from when they say stuff. And so like that, I think that's where, that's where it feels like, you know, that's where it starts to feel like I'm, I'm getting um, some, some, some broken promises or whatever. Uh, or if not broken promises, at least like, you know, some kind of broken contract uh, or something, you know, so I'm, I'm just uh, like the kind of example I, I was, I was starting to think about, you know, stories where like weird shit happens. Like I was thinking about the sixth sense, you know, like the famous ending of the sixth sense, like spoiler alert, uh, if you haven't seen it. Um but like at the end of the sixth sense, he was dead the whole time. He was dead the whole time, right? It's classic, right? So the kid goes, "I can see dead people," and then it's like, and then it's like, um, mm-hmm. uh, oh, that's why he could see Bruce Willis, and that's why when he went to the restaurant, like he, no one acknowledged him, you know, like, mm-hmm. like it's like, oh, he's dead, right? But what if the kid's wrong, right? What if like? 
Bruce Willis is just mm -hmm. invisible to everyone but him, but he's not actually dead. Or what if, you know, like, mm -hmm. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just like, what? You know, like to me, that just throws off like how the story is supposed to work. Like, it's like, yes, that right. Technically, how do you know that? Right. Can you really prove it? Like you can't. Right. It's 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 not true in some objective sense. That's what the kid thinks. Right. Are you sure? Are you sure mm -hmm. that's all you see? Like, how do you know? Prove it. Like, right. You can't. So to me, it's like, well, the, it's like, it's like he's right that he sees dead people, but he doesn't only see dead people. Yeah. Right. He sees obviously he sees living people and he sees dead people, but he could see a third group of people, which Bruce Willis could fall into. Yeah. Right. That you're saying like he's somehow alive, but invisible. Yeah. You know, and that could be a thing the kid doesn't know because just because he said, I can see dead people, you know, we, you know, if we, if this was lost, we would know not to make that such a narrow determination right and go well that doesn't mean he can't see other things <laughs> yeah 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 you know? and like what if they're not dead people right what if he's wrong like what if they're actually demons that just look like dead people or you know it's like sure. it's like you know I, th this is what i'm saying right it's like once you go down this road it's like there's no end to there's you you almost can't get a point across and i i think that's why it kind that's of, why across the sea didn't get a point across yeah yeah totally to across the sea is full of this kind of stuff it's like yeah. that's why like well when, that's the whole point is you can go back as far as you want you still won't get this the original truth yeah yeah and that i mean that's why it has to go back to like a thing about life because i feel like it breaks the internal aspects of the story, like just the stuff about the island and like the weird stuff going on there and all that, like it 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 doesn't give you any footing for for really understanding that stuff. And so it's like it can't be about that because it's inherently like like incapable of delivering anything about that to you. And I I think that that part is frustrating because it seems like it should be about that, but it isn't. You know, it's about this other thing that, yeah, I guess that's part of the deal. It didn't really tell you that that yeah, was the point. It's, and it's, it made you want to know about that thing. But then it's like, but you shouldn't actually care about that thing because it's not about that. It's about this other thing, you know? And yeah, it, it makes I, me think of like, if you were, if you were doing science and you were like trying to you know, you, you're using a microscope and you're, you're like, you're analyzing something and you want to like see what it's made of, right? Like the, the, my analogy here is like, you're trying to get to the root source of like what something is, right? So you're looking at this magnet, you're like, okay, what is this thing made of? And then you get to one level of magnification more and then you see, oh, it's made of these other things. Oh, okay, well, what's that made of? And then you go to another level of magnification, right? And like, it seems like loss is like, yeah, you can just keep going. <laughs> you won't actually get to a level of magnification that'll give you all the answers. You can just keep going down deep. And, and also what you could do, since everything's connected, you can go the other way uh, and, and go micro all the way out, right? And this is the Holon idea, right? This sort of like how things are related in these like related scales. Um, uh so yeah it's it uh, you know what i would ask damon and carlton is when did they at what point in the show did they realize they were writing a show about life you know what point did they get to where they said where they go yeah guys 
we're in a microscope and the more we look, the more we see that there is to look at. And that means that there is no final place we stop at. We can go back in time as far as we want to. It's just going to be somebody saying something about something. That's it. You know, and even if you have someone who's an expert, right? Like you could be like, okay, the donkey wheel, right? That's something that we can go back to the origin for. We can tell you who built it. You know, we can tell you who made it and put it there and all that kind of stuff. Great. That, that's a small example of something you can have a definitive answer about, which sometimes life has definitive answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much money is in your bank account is a definitive answer. Right. Right. Um, but there's these other bigger things that's just about our interpretation on what we're told and what we expect. And we're just living life trying to figure things out really without the ability to figure them out, which means therefore it's almost effortless, uh, not effortless, uh, fruitless to try to figure them out. I think of Jacob sitting there tapestrying for centuries, mm-hmm. uh, doing nothing. <laughs> uh, it's almost, you know, uh, it's almost a waste of time to try to find the source knowledge because all that really matters is the meaning you place on the result of that source knowledge that you're dealing with right now, right? Uh, you know, so it's like whether or not monsoon season is coming, is there a monsoon right now? No? Okay, then I'm going to do ABC. Oh, is there a monsoon right now? Great, I'm going to do XYZ. You know, so it's, I, yeah, it does something to my brain that my brain likes. It's both frustrating and interesting. Um, uh, and I, I feel like it's a, like, you know, this is why we're writing the book. I feel like this theme is completely lost on most people for the show. I but agree. Basically, I agree. in a way, is is basically telling people to like, you know, uh, AKA let the mystery be. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it's but it's basically saying, hey, guys, like. Probably most of the stuff you're doing, you're doing it for reasons you don't actually understand. Um, <laughs> you know, like or you haven't really inspected very deeply. Right. Uh, and that alone is an interesting theme. Right. Of, to like unpack. Uh, but it even goes further to just talk about all of life and in reality and then it and then it's like okay well then what do you do if you even come to that realization right now help me think of a character on the show who gets who on the show gets closest to acting or knowing or believing that you know this idea that we're talking about or you know sort of behaving as if there's no real reason to investigate the big mysteries because at the end of the day, it's just somebody saying something to somebody else. Uh, and that what we, and I'm thinking Rose and Bernard, like yeah. what we really need to do is focus on the present and what's in front of us because that's, 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 that's where you're going to have reliable returns on your time, I guess is the way I'd want to put that. Like, you can go off and try to find the Swan Station, and you can go off and try to find uh, the the Pearl Station, the big question mark. And you can, you know, you can go to, you know, you can go down the paths of all the mysteries. But what's your return on that going to be? Well, for a lot of you guys, it's going to be death. You're going to die <laughs> trying to figure out those mysteries, um, and then, or you'll just run into somebody telling you something, and and maybe they feel, seem like an authority, but they're not ultimately 
Uh, or you can like, you know, do what Rose Bernard did and actually enjoy their life while they had the time, you know? So yeah, I find that really interesting. And I, like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that comes through as such a major point to people. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I, I think part of it is that like, unlike, unlike Rashomon, you know, that has like this high concept narrative Mm -hmm. where we see the same scene from multiple points of view, you know, um, you know, lost acts like a normal story for the most part, you know, like, like if you, if you don't think about it too hard, it feels more or less like a normal show, you know? Yep. Um, Stuff happens, conflicts, drama, character development, right? All the normal stuff that you get, right? So it's like, it's very easy to take it like a normal show, but then it's really, if you, if you start thinking about it and trying to like understand it, that it just starts to like break apart and you see that there's this like underlying thing that, you know, uh, if you care about like how the story threads fit together, you realize that the connective tissue isn't really like, what is this? What is going on? You know, how does this work? Mm -hmm. Why is this happening? But really like, it's a, it's more, it's more about, or at least like functionally, it's more about the characters like interpreting things. I do think there's a point to be made there that like Rose and Bernard like attained the highest level. I, I actually suspect that they were already awake in the flash sideways um, from the beginning. Uh, mm. That's that's something I really thought uh, rewatching it. Um, that they actually knew the whole time and they were just yeah. waiting for everyone else, you know, primar- like, primarily classic Rose and Bernard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, to me, there's, there's, there's a few scenes uh, that make me think that, yeah. So like that they didn't have like these lingering things that they needed to do before they were ready to move on. They, they were just, they were just hanging yeah. in there. That would um, make sense to me. Uh, and yeah, Bernardi and Rose actually both play roles in like getting Locke and getting uh, Jack in you know, various places where they eventually end up, you know, um, mm-hmm. ready, ready to meet up and ready to, to move on and stuff like that. I feel like Jack is like almost there at the end, you know, like, I mean, cause like the thing he cares about is is in a way something that's in front of him and he's definitely i mean jack to be fair like he was never really too worried about the whys or or whatever you know like uh, he, he he was never particularly interested in like what's going on here what does it mean you know like that wasn't his thing that was mm-hmm. really Locke's thing you know but i think the thing he comes to at the end is like some kind of acceptance of like you know like this is what i'm gonna do you know, um, this is what I believe I'm supposed to do and that's enough, you know. Uh, I think there's something there. Um, but I do think Rose and Bernard are, are sort of on a higher level <laughs> of, like, removal from, you know, that that need to, that need to know or that need to, to like, get involved in stuff. 
to like mm-hmm. somehow like progress or interact or like understand, you know, um, I think Jack is still like somewhat on that path and, you know, he smashes the lighthouse and, you know, there's all mm-hmm. that stuff that happens where it's like, you know, there, he's still like working on it, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like maybe he sort of attains that like right at the end, you know, like right before he dies yeah. or something, you know, um, like that level of kind of acceptance. It, it's, yeah. I think Jack needed to do something. He, he's a man of action and he needed yeah. to do something. And it's almost like, you know, that's, that's why like Jacob puts, makes him the, the leader, the interim leader, you know, is like, yeah he knows that Jack needs to do something. He won't be, you know, uh, like, yeah, his, his way of interacting is through action. Right. Um, and he can't sit there and think about it and his thinking will solve the problem. He's got to actually physically do something, which is why the story, you know, devolves into like, you know, an eighties action show when he's fighting man in black on the cliffs. Right. Um, because that's Jack in his full form, which is just like pure action or something, you know. Yeah. Which I find interesting because, you know, one another question I'd ask Carlton Damon is 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 just any anything in, in terms of like when they were writing Jack and Locke, you know, the duality there, that like why doesn't, you know, Jack because you just said like Jack wasn't that concerned about the wise, which is crazy. Because you think as a science, you know, he's a doctor, so he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's a scientist basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you think the wise would would be too enticing for him not to, not to want to investigate, and also because he's got a control thing, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the more control, the more safe you can be, you know, in in, in one way of thinking. And uh, you think, yeah, from the aspect of control, he'd want to uh, to like know what's going on. Uh, so I'd be curious to ask them about like, how did they combat what might be a normal tendency to write a character like that to, to want to figure things out and, and keep him on this, in this realm where for some reason he's not that, he's not that interested in the big whys, um, yeah. or the bigger, the bigger questions. Um, and I feel like so much of that comes, comes off because, he's got his dead dad hanging over him for so long yeah. that it seems like, and it's almost like, I wonder if that's what they would say, but I almost, it's almost like <laughs> that. Like if Jack didn't see Christian, when he first got to the Island, he didn't see basically what he thought was his dead dad, which is a big why behind that. Yeah. <laughs> like if that didn't happen, maybe he would have, been more curious but maybe deep down in his soul <laughs> like that was a scary thing because now all the whys are under this umbrella of this scary thing he saw that he doesn't like the last thing he wants to really confront is like his dead dad and why he's seeing him right yeah so i wonder if if, if there's a little thing there with um which is how how christian plays into his those early days on the island and how that plays into you know, Jack's willingness or not to kind of be interested in the mysteries you know or the, the more supernatural stuff as well. Uh, now that you say that, I it makes me think a little differently about a couple things. Like, 
they they definitely had a running thing of you know i feel like okay right the man in black like his thing is he scans people and like he uses their stuff against them right if he scanned jack and he sort of understood that and he must have scanned jack if he got christian right yep like um uh i feel like that it makes me think Right. And then there's and then there's, uh, you know, Jack seeing Christian off the island and then there's Mm -hmm. uh, say hello to my son. You know, it really seems like he's using that as like realizing the psychological impact. And like now it makes me think Mm -hmm. differently about the scene where Jack finally asks the man in black, was that you? You know, I mm. guess like if if you think of that as like sort of a pivotal thing in Jack's like psyche about like dealing with the mysteries of the island and the fact that that thing was too heavy for him to even like deal confront mm-hmm. it anymore, like getting the answer and realizing like, oh, it was just this asshole. Like in a way, mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. a turning point, you know, in a way that means like he's ready mm-hmm. now because he's able to actually move past. He's gotten that. past that block. Yeah. So like, now he's willing. So now when Jacob says, uh, here, this water from this stream and this prayer I'm saying will make yeah. you like me. Like he just, he can go there. He's ready now. to do that. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it actually worked. Like when you think about it that way. Well, hey, write that down sense. for the book. I feel like, I feel like that's a good that's a good uh that's a good uh realization yeah i i agree i agree um let's see okay oops and and i do wonder if we can if we if we took a minute to i'll let you write that down before i keep talking Type, 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 type. <laughs> okay. That loud keyboard. All right, all right, all right. It's it's softer than it used to oh. be. I had a louder one before. You're, it is right. You're, you're totally right. Uh, <laughs> I was also going to say, if we took a minute to think about all those beats you just mentioned about Man in Black when he did appear as Christian in, in relation to Jack. Mm-hmm. If he was obviously he's been trying to manipulate him, but I would do. I wonder if there's any pattern of like pushing him in a certain direction, like like ideologically, you know, or like if Jack is getting too close to wanting to know answers, does Christian show up, you know, or or if Jack is too disinterested in the island, is or the mysteries, does does Christian show up? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, is yeah. he is he showing up when he needs to when Jack needs to be pushed in a different direction? It seemed to me like uh, the the latter day Christian stuff was trying to draw Jack back to the islands. That's the impression I mm-hmm. had, at least. Um, you know, there's all that stuff with Hurley and and you know, like Charlie's like, you got to go back to the island, and and then he t- he tells Hurley off screen like someone's gonna visit you, and you know. So wait. Why does Man in Black want Jack back at the island? Well, because he's a candidate and he shouldn't want candidates on the island. Yeah, yeah. Well, he has to. I mean, you know, this goes back to like, you can believe this or not, but I think what he believed 
and and what he believed is all that really matters, right? Uh, I think what he believed is that uh, he had to kill the candidates before he could leave the island. So he had to bring them back. Oh, not that not that he had to kill the candidates who were on the island in order to leave the island, but the candidates anywhere in the world anywhere had to be world. dead before he could. Yeah, I think that's what he believed. I think that's what he believes because I, I so, it, it's clear so, that he so, wanted them to come back. Like he so Jacob's worst strategy. So Jacob's worst strategy was bringing the candidates to the island. Um, yeah, actually, although he did also want them to go to the island because he wanted one of them to take over for him so that yeah. they could then uh, but, kill the man. But if you want Manowak to never leave, then don't bring him to the island and he'll never be able to kill him. Yeah, the best strategy. That would be here's the best a, strategy. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, it's like what Man in Black believe the rules are and what Jacob believe the rules are are probably different. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you said, Man in Black's like, I, I probably have to kill all the candidates. Yeah. You know, but like, maybe that's not true. It might not. And maybe be. that's not what Jacob's thinking, which is why he yeah. didn't have a problem bringing them to the island, you know, or something. Yeah. Although, actually, that's not true. Jacob did know that the man in black believed that because he basically said it um, in um, Abiturno. Like, they have that conversation towards the end where, like, um, where he tells, you know, Jacob, like, well, Jacob's like, you tried to kill me. And, and you know, um, <laughs> and and he's like yeah because you won't let me leave blah 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 and he's like he's like if you kill me someone else will take my place and he's like i'll kill them too you know so i it, it seems to me like i mean i guess that just implies he'll kill the replacement, yeah but he'll kill the replacement on the island not necessarily like if they are off the island and yeah. considered a candidate, he had to kill them too. But it, it at least implies that he's he's threatening anyone who would replace Jacob. And so I feel like there's mm -hmm, at least mm -hmm. like a reasonable assumption that if he knows someone might replace Jacob, he might kill them. You know? Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I mean, since, you know, since he would kill him if they did replace him, I don't know. But yeah, that's I, that's, I think that's the closest they come to like having a direct conversation about that issue um can i bring up a question now uh of <laughs> and i don't even know how the timeline works anymore uh but like why did man in black try to kill the candidates in the 70s <laughs> didn't, when, didn't he know they were going to be there in some sense uh yeah he absolutely or, did he absolutely or, did because and, he shows that picture to uh mm -hmm. son and and frank and stuff uh so he he knew that they were there and therefore he knew that they were going to be there um because he could like interact through time somehow uh so yeah 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 no nah, he he should have known they were there i mean that's something that's always kind of disappointed me i mean among other things i mean the dharma storyline is probably one of my least favorite parts of the whole show but like i do think there's a missed opportunity there um for uh yeah for the man of black to like try to get involved and and do something because yeah they're all like confined and they're all like right there and mm -hmm. uh and and you know in a way like they're more more vulnerable you know except for the fence you know um yeah i was gonna say maybe that's what their thing was they're like oh well the fence so now they're protected and you right. can't get in yeah maybe that's what they would say but they weren't in the fence the whole time i mean they definitely I left know. that compound <laughs> yeah quite a bit so i don't know yeah i i think what? that's weird 
Do we know, like, because of the time travel and stuff, like, in this loophole, like, uh, how do we even ask this question? The, like, hmm, how do I ask this question? So, like, when Locke goes back to the 40s, right? Yeah. If, if Man in Black... 50s, but who you know, he's on the island. Anyway, oh, 50s. Yeah, sure. it doesn't matter. Uh, and yeah, and um, uh, he goes back to the 50s, and man, it say okay, say man in black. He's on the island at the time, right? So he know. Say say he knows Locke is there, and he understand Locke is from the future. Yeah, so that would mean that the 50s man in black has knowledge of about future time travel, right? Yeah. And this guy Locke, and so yeah. all after that point, he would know at some point this guy's gonna go back in time. Yeah, right, and all that yeah. stuff. So I'm just trying to I'm trying to figure I out. I think he might have known it before that, actually, um, chronologically, uh, because of the, what the encounter at the donkey wheel, which which I think. I mean, I can't prove it because, like, a, if you look at the donkey wheel chamber, it's pretty hard to tell what time period it is. I mean. Certainly, like, the donkey wheel chamber, like, being there like that, like, dates it to before the Dharma times, um, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, the 50s is, like, 20 years before the Dharma times. It could have been in that region. I can't for 100% be sure, but based on the context and the time period the people above were, it seems to me like it was actually, like, long before the 50s. Uh, and we know the donkey wheel was originally built, like, you know, like 2,000 years before the present of the show, basically. So mm-hmm. I think, actually, he knew um, about Locke uh, in the future, like, from... I Well, I don't know how long ago that was exactly, but, you know, the statue was still standing, for example, which the Black Rock knocked over, so that, that would put it potentially before the 1800s. Um, mm, at some okay, point. Yeah. So I think that's the earliest time when he could have known that, uh, potentially could have known that Locke was time traveling and therefore like some stuff that I mean, he would do in the future. Dude, dude. I mean, it's like y- you scan Locke, you scan a guy from, ec- you know, 200 years or 2000, however many years from the future. And he knows all of this stuff. He knows about the plane crash. He knows about yeah. the Swan station. Yeah. He knows about he knows about Dharma. He knows yeah. about all these things are going to come. Yeah. So yeah, when Jack when when the plane crash actually happens, he's ready. He should be ready. I mean, theoretically, yeah. he should be super ready uh, for whatever plan he's spent uh, you know decades theoretically working on. Yeah. Um, uh, it's weird. It makes me think of Avengers and like Thanos, the whole weird time. Absolutely. I thought the same thing. Um, yeah, where it's like, oops, now I know the future. Guess, guess I'm gonna win this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's such a crazy idea. Yeah. So anyway, I was just trying to think of like, what in which time periods is there a man in black who knows, you know, information he shouldn't know because of the time travel stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think like, well, I can't be sure, you know, I don't know for sure if he actually scanned Locke in the 50s. There's definitely some scans that happen off screen. 
Um, but I mean, yeah, to me, that donkey wheel thing means that like it, it, it's possible that it could have been literally every time we saw the man in black, except for the cross across the sea. You know, like, yeah, he should have known yeah. that stuff like all those other times. Uh, the Eric could mm -hmm. have, could have theoretically. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's definitely a thing that they didn't take very far, but they could have, like, if they wanted to. And I do think there's an implication there, uh, that they didn't, they just didn't want to specify too much. You know, it goes back to like really feeling like I want a loophole episode, you know, to like tie it together, mm -hmm. um, to sort of, to, to sort of have it like, thread i don't know like to draw the line between the dots where it's like it's like okay so he found this out so like it's i mean it means so many things like he already knew some of his own plans <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like, and this is where it gets tricky because i was that's what i was going to say earlier about it's like dark you know, why did basically he kill, why did he yeah it's like why did he kill uh the candidates in the 70s is like well because he didn't because he knew he, he knew didn't. that he had a plan where he didn't do that he was gonna and do so it later when it came time to do it he didn't do it <laughs> right right because he's gonna do it later because he, he knows he's gonna do that yeah right right yeah. exactly yeah whatever happened happened yeah 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 so he just yeah he goes with like oh well yeah like that's not the thing that was supposed to happen i'm supposed to do this i'm supposed to meet lock in the cabin and and i'm you know and then um and then i'll uh you know i'll do like whatever after that like i'll i'll go to him i'll go to him at you know i'll send richard to him when he's time traveling and have him tell the you know say to mm -hmm. like bring everybody back and you know so yeah um uh if they wanted to, like, they could have made they could have made the Man of Black more like a like a super villain character. I mean, he had the powers, you know. Mm -hmm. But you know, for some reason, you know, the way they wanted to treat that was very minimalistic. Like, it feels like they use the powers like as little as they could, you know, like just yeah. enough to say he had them but they didn't really make it like a thing in every scene like a lot of times scenes would happen it's like why don't you just scan him you know like say comes back mm -hmm. and he's like i killed desmond he's like are you lying it's like scan his ass you'll find out like why don't you do that yeah. you know like yeah it's weird it's like he just kind of accepts it you know widmore is like i won't tell you the secret like scan him like, what do you are think you if doing? I could scan him anytime I would scan him? <laughs> That's what he'd say, I'm sure. Because <laughs> it's such a great power to have, you know? I mean, not to mention, you know, appearing as other people. You what about know? this? What about this? What about this loophole? What about he can only scan a person once? <laughs> I don't think, I think that has one to be scan. false. I think that has to be false because I am certain that he scanned lock twice uh, you can only scan a person twice <laughs> okay <laughs> all right now that i can accept <laughs> two scans and not a scan more <laughs> i i suspect he scanned lock three times actually but i can i can almost then, lock what twice. if he scans three times max <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, maybe it's like a it, maybe it's like a when you like a you know photocopier like each scan he does he, it's less resolution, you know. So maybe like the first scan he gets he gets like a hundred percent. A second scan he only gets like sixty percent. Mm-hmm. You know, third scan he's you know. So maybe there's like a, a diminishing returns. returns kind of <laughs> yeah, sure. We're sure. just inventing bullshit. Why not? Why not? Yeah, no. Hey, yeah, a lot of just like he's up. stuck that way, and it's like okay, like <laughs> whatever you say. I don't know. What? Yeah, and that's and, and okay. So back to the lines that we were talking about where characters are, are wrong. And we think they're right, giving us objective truth, but they are just wrong for some reason. There's the other inverse side of that, where a character, it, it's the same, like they're just saying things because they think it's true, but we're actually supposed to take it as true. Yeah, they seem to be right. Right? It's like, for oh, no okay, that reason. one seems to be right. Yeah, they're still just, she can't have any objective proof of her assertion, right? Because it that doesn't exist there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so she's just thinking that, but it seems like they want us to go. Well, that's that's just a true one this time. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the yeah. wheel lands on true. Right. Right. And and like you don't know. I don't know. It's like yeah. I, there were practical reasons for that, but that was a weird way to do it. It, it feels like they should have had the man in black realize that because he feel. I feel like he would be the one to be more reliable, to know like, oh, I can't change anymore. You know, like, I feel like that would have made more sense. If yeah. Because I understand I like- It's also weird that- Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying, it's also weird that he, um... oh, I'm losing it. <laughs> it's also weird that, uh... I forgot what I was gonna say. Say what you're gonna say and okay. then I'll remember. So I gotta tell you about this thing that happened on Puffy and I'll just be vague about it so I don't like spoil anything. Um, okay. Basically like at a certain point in Buffy, there's a character who can impersonate dead people, right? A lot like the smoke yeah. monster, right? But what mm-hmm. this character ends up doing is basically like, there's a couple of times this happens where this character actually kills someone, but the other characters don't know that it happened. And then he takes mm-hmm. their form and like infiltrates, yep. right? And they don't even realize that it's the impersonator. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The man in black could have mm-hmm. done that and he never did. Like, I find that very strange. <laughs> he can't impersonate somebody he killed. Can't he? <laughs> um, sure, why not? I don't know, I just made that up. Uh, call me Alana. <laughs> <laughs> uh just just don't call me late for dinner um oh my god wow all right all right i'm trying to think of an example of and i'm like are you even right comedy. that's crazy maybe you're right i mean that's a rule the rules. mother made us. it mother ma- mother made it that way mother made it that way <laughs> oh god i can't impersonate anyone i killed Ooh, yeah. Ooh, potentially Montand would be an exception to that. Although that is like hard to prove uh, definitively because it's very vague the way they show it. But it definitely seemed like he killed Montand. I mean, maybe they could make a technicality that like, no, no, it was the fall or something. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so I'm allowed. Mm-hmm. It was a loophole. I don't know. That's yeah. a, that's the closest yeah. example I can think of because it does seem like the people he impersonated were usually people he didn't actually kill himself. Yeah. Uh, which is an interesting coincidence. 
<laughs> it's like he definitely wanted Locke killed and he definitely like did things that led to Locke's death, but he didn't literally kill him. So, you know, <laughs> which, which would answer the question. Why did he, why, yeah. Why didn't he, yeah. Why didn't he just do that? Yeah. 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 I just, I, it, it made me realize like, Oh, there could have been a plot where like someone shows up right from the camp. Right. And it's like, I mean, it could have yeah. been like any oh, character. But Justin, he did do that. What do you mean he did do that? Wait, what are you saying he didn't do? And then I'll tell you what he did. What I'm saying he didn't do is like kill someone and then mm -hmm. and then like take their place. You know? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And like yeah, pretend yeah, yeah. like he didn't pretend like they're still alive. They never died. And basically just the other characters don't know. The closest thing yeah, he like Locke was the best yeah. example of that. Locke, but he didn't yeah. directly kill Locke, is what you're Locke, saying. There, there's a couple of reasons why why Locke is different from that. First, everyone knows he's dead. I mean, at least like the main characters all know he's dead. The second thing is he says he was dead and he came back to life, right? That's totally different from the other thing is like he just pretends like nothing happened. Right? Well, okay, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, he's still—it's still the identity thing. He's still pretending to be the, the first thing. Is the close? Just I, went to, I do yeah. agree, but it just made me think like he could have like infiltrated. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. There was a more simple plot line of the like a plot of the week where he just like shows up. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, and then like at the end of the episode, like you find out that person was dead, and then yeah. Jack goes over and goes. They didn't just die. They've been dead the whole week. Exactly. And then you reveal that, like, it was Man in Black doing whatever this yeah. whole time, and he's gone now. And yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, 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 exactly. It just seems like that should have been possible, and it's just weird to me that yeah. that never happened. Uh, I Yeah. The, I almost feel like that, 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 sh that should have happened in, like, season one or two. That's like a season one yeah. or two plot, but it's too early right. to be doing Man in Black stuff That's like that. That's the problem. That's the problem. They didn't even really come out and tell us that the Man in Black could impersonate dead people until season three. So mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, it would have been, it definitely would have jumped the gun on the way they wanted to, like, slow role the reveal of the powers of the smoke monster and stuff like that so like you know i don't know uh yeah I, that's probably why but it's just but just i mean yeah that's like a storytelling development like informational like external kind of reason but just for the character himself mm -hmm. you know it just seems like that's a strategy that he could have employed and never did for yeah. no period like every time he appeared as dead people like they knew they were dead and he was like using the fact that like "Ooh, i'm dead i'm a dead person it's like freak people out you know but it's like he didn't have to use Ooh, it i'm a way. dead person look at me <laughs> d-e-a-d dead <laughs> exactly Who's, who's got two thumbs and is dead? <laughs> this guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Haley Joel Osmond can see me. What am I? <laughs> okay, so... You know, we've talked about a lot. Did we did we have a point that this all coalesced into something to put in the book? 
I think there's several things to put in the book uh, here. Okay. Enumerate them. Shall I? Um, Please. So uh, let's see. Um, so the first thing was, so I wanted to have, I wanted to have a uh, prophecies unfulfilled or broken promises section. We can definitely fold that into like a character interpretation slash like people just say shit slash like, you know, there's a lot of ways you can go with that. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like that's a pattern that I just like to draw out a little bit. Um uh yeah then we talked about everyone being unreliable um mm -hmm. and and how that's like a general thing for the whole show like there's no one in the show that sort of knows the truth period and so yeah. they're just saying stuff and sometimes they're lying sometimes they're saying what they think is true but like you can never you can never just take at face you can never be New Year's Justin and just take at face value <laughs> what any character says. Mm -hmm. Even though sometimes it will be true, you, you can never just assume that because that's not the way life is. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, that's a point that we could make uh, somewhere. Um, uh, let's see. There's there was some there's some nitpick things. Um, uh and uh, and then, um, yeah, and then we talked about sort of the manipulation of the storytelling like techniques, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's related mm -hmm. to the character thing, but like just like specifically talking about it as a storytelling function and a way to like, a way to kind of break trust with the audience um, uh, or, you know, at least like bend trust with the audience to like, lead them down a familiar path, but then kind of um, cheat them out of, or if you want to use less loaded language, sort of not deliver the expected outcome because <laughs> the, you know, the thing they were led to believe is true is not really true. Um, yeah. But anyway, I feel like that's a thing. I mean, I think that belongs in, in you know, in the main book. Um, Cause that's really about mm -hmm. like how the show works as a whole and it ties into the theme of the show because obviously like that connects to how it is in life in general, right? Like no one in life knows the truth, right? So yeah. everyone's doing that all the time. And like, we believe people sometimes or not, but like, that's just how we have to live. So anyway, mm -hmm. um, so that was a thing. Uh, and then, um, uh, and then we went on to have this, uh, it was actually a really interesting realization about, about Jack, like A, Rose and Bernard were the, the most enlightened characters on the show and B, mm -hmm. uh, Jack's encounter with Christian may have been like a big block for him in, um, in like confronting the mysteries of the island and, uh, finally getting to the point where he could find out the truth about that and move on from it was like a huge turning point that, you know, comes almost at the very end of the show. Um, the significance mm -hmm. of that was kind of lost on me because it felt like a throwaway, like, oh, we'll answer this question. You know, it just, it felt like nothing. But if, if there's mm -hmm. actually significance for the character, you know, and I think if they wrote that, they probably thought that there was, um, yep. you know, then like it, it makes it mean more, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it makes mm-hmm. that whole ending part like work. Best. So anyway, to me, like, that's just a huge, I don't know. Like, how did we not get that before? How is it like 11 years later? And we're like, get, like what happened? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, huge pivotal scenes were like, oh, maybe that was important. Yeah. Maybe that wasn't just a waste of time. Yeah, I was just like, oh, who cares? Well, Obviously, it was I'm gonna him. Write, Why? Yeah, I'm going to write a task for us called reverse. Let me see. Reverse engineer, which is not the right word, but the best idea. Reverse engineer um, boring slash bad reveals uh ending plot points yeah you know so basically like ask how could this be important yeah yeah so uh uh, i'll just the character i'll uh, i'll set a i'll set a specific example of this task for us for the future because i got nothing on it on it right now because another example Mm -hmm. of a similar thing right around the same time is the answer about the whispers like if mm-hmm. if we can make the answer about the whispers work, that would be great because I'm still irritated by it, and I would love to not be anymore. I would love for that to happen. Okay, remind me of the scene. Remind me of the scene where they tell us. So the scene is like basically like um, uh, you know, it's it's the episode where Michael appear, appears to Hurley a few times. Yeah. And at a certain point, like Michael comes out, like Hurley hears whispers, Michael comes out and, you know, they say, they say a bunch of stuff that's like specific to the episode, but like the part about the whispers is like, Hurley's like, you're trapped on the island, aren't you? And, and, and Michael's like, yeah, you know, we're the ones who can't move on. And like, he's like, and that's what the whispers are, right? It's, it's you, you know, it's basically you people who are trapped on the island who can't move on. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's what it is. So that's basically the scene. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Well, not everything's going to work with this task. (laughs) Uh, Some scenes are just... I just had to just set it because I'm like, if there's theory. a way to turn that around where it's like significant for uh, Hurley or it's significant for Michael or something, you know, or both, anything, uh, I, it, yeah, it, it isn't necessarily true that we can save it, but that was the first one that came to mind that was like a big reveal of a big mystery on a show. Well, and but it just the difference felt like, is, the difference is, the difference is in the Jack scene, we knew the answer. We knew the, the obvious answer that right. Jack was asking the question. Right. What we didn't know was the significance of him getting that answer. Right. Whereas in the whisper scene, we we are getting a reveal. We're getting we're actually getting an answer to a thing. Right. So I'm not sure it has significance to the characters other than that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah it would have to be something where not that it would have to be, but I think yeah, maybe maybe that's another factor for this task is scenes where we're like, why are they talking about this? We already know the answer. Right. Ah, okay. Okay, okay. So it's not actually a reveal scene. It's a scene where it's a scene where they go over something and it's like, why would they do well, this? We, yeah, well, we already knew this. Yeah, well, we don't understand. It's not very clear what they're getting out of the scene. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, well, Man in Black is just telling Jack something we already know, so right. it's not for us. Right. Not a reveal for the audience. Right. Um. Okay, then... Okay, it's obviously a reveal to Jack then. Jack didn't know. But what we what we kind of got in this podcast was trying to understand the significance 
instead of just like, oh, he found out. The significance is now he knows. Right. Like there was a deeper level there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, uh, like, I, I definitely I thought at the time that like, even though like we knew or at least strongly suspected that like they thought that that was a review, like that maybe some in the audience like didn't realize that implication, you know? Sure. That's fair. Yeah. Because yeah. like yeah. he never appeared as Christian in season six, you know? So at that point, like it had been a very long time since he had appeared as Christian on screen for the audience, you know? So Mm-hmm. And and like that was even longer ago, you know. So I don't know. Like I thought they meant it to be a reveal, but it is true that I think for any hardcore fan of Lost, it would have been like, yeah, obviously that was Amanda Black. Come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think there are other scenes like that though, uh, because I feel like I remember thinking to myself, like, why are they saying this thing? Like, I knew this thing like forever ago, and then, yeah, and then that would be a good place <laughs> to ask that kind of question. Yeah. Like what Yeah, what there are things mean? like that for sure. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about well, one like that the other day, but now I can't remember. So anyway, I'll, I'll try to let's turn to our awesome audience. You guys tell us hey, if you remember any examples. You're there. <laughs> oh you yeah, the they're whole there. time. Hi everybody. We see you there. Uh yeah. Uh so yeah, if you guys have any Open ideas that might fit into this, yeah, this category of um, uh, scenes where they're kind of, it seems like a reveal scene, but it seems like also we already know this information, so yeah. it's not clear why they're telling us when they're telling us. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds good. And then, yeah. And then we can maybe figure out a way for that to be like some significant thing for the characters so yeah. that we understand why they put the scene in and it wasn't yep. just like over explaining to the audience. Yeah. That's usually what mm-hmm. it goes back to, uh, which definitely works. Obviously that was a big part of the show. So uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Look at that. You can contribute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, cool, man. Well, I think this was a good podcast. Um, yeah. So we got a yeah. task for next time. I think um, we should also get back to looking at the um, the sort of structure, kind of go through our doc, our table of contents doc, and just keep shaping that up uh, and kind of organizing it on the high level side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, we should go back to that. I've definitely been the weeds more lately, thinking about the finer points. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be good to do a, a step back thing. So, yeah, maybe we can do that uh, next time. All right. Until next time. Thanks. Namaste. All right. Namaste and good luck. <laughs>